You're listening to The Uncommon Podcast, where we celebrate the stories of men and women who are living uncommon lives. These individuals pursue excellence and purpose in their relationships and work. They optimize their health and stewardship, and they embody victorious vision and fervent faith. Be inspired and encouraged to follow your own uncommon path and live a life of authenticity, accountability, and adventure. Welcome to the Uncommon Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, here to bring you the most uncommon content around. As the new year unfolds, one thing that is top of mind for many people is how to kickstart their journey towards a healthier lifestyle. Gym memberships tend to skyrocket, meal kit delivery systems are all the rage, and people by and large resolve to cut out certain vices for a time in the hopes of shedding a few LBs. What I'd like to look at today is the concept of dry January, a month-long commitment to abstain from alcohol. This movement, gaining momentum worldwide, isn't just a passing trend. It comes with a host of tangible benefits that extend beyond the immediate detox. And I personally am rethinking drinking by participating in Dry January this year. It's the first time I've done it. And yes, it would have been good for this episode to post prior to January, but candidly, I didn't think to start until we were about three days into the month, but better late than never. So here we go. So in this episode, I'll discuss how Dry January can contribute to your uncommon pillar of holistic health, as well as our spirituality and our fervent faith. So we'll explore some of the mental, physical, and emotional benefits of abstaining from alcohol. And I also want to look at what God's Word has to say in regards to drinking. I'll even open up about some of my personal struggles and disciplines in this area. So first, let's consider some of the benefits of Dry January. The first is clarity of mind and improved focus. One of the primary advantages of participating in Dry January is the enhanced mental clarity and focus experienced by many people. Alcohol is known for its impact on cognitive function and can impair concentration and decision making. A month without it allows the mind to reset, leading to increased productivity and sharper mental acuity. I think of the well-known phrase, take the edge off, which gets applied to the effect of alcohol on the brain or mind. People, including myself, want to at times take the edge off in the evening by enjoying a beer or maybe a glass of wine. But I've found that even after one drink, my mind gets a little fuzzy. I'm less of an attentive husband or father. I'm less likely to actively engage with my family. So that's something that I see in myself and I'm wanting to improve in. The second benefit is quality sleep. Contrary to what many people might believe about alcohol being a, a substance to enhance their sleep because it's a depressant, in reality, alcohol disrupts sleep patterns and can contribute to poor sleep quality. By abstaining for a month, individuals often report more restful and rejuvenating sleep. Improved sleep will not only support your overall well-being, but also positively influence your mood and stress levels. The third benefit is boosted energy levels. Again, that goes hand in hand with sleep quality. Alcohol can be a significant energy zapper. Those engaging in dry January commonly report heightened energy levels, allowing them to tackle daily tasks and do their work with increased vigor. This surge in energy contributes to an overall sense of vitality and well-being. I know for myself that alcohol doesn't energize me at all. 
I think it mellows me and even kind of puts me in a sort of a stupor where I'm less aware of my surroundings. I'm less engaged with those around me. I can be more sluggish. I'm certainly more resistant to taking initiative in the evening at my, my house to play or care for our boys and kind of help tidy up. So that's an area where I'm wanting to grow as well. The fourth benefit is weight management. So alcohol is often laden with empty calories contributing to weight gain. By cutting out alcohol for a month, you can notice positive changes in your body composition. This combined with the potential increase in physical activity can jumpstart weight loss and foster healthier habits. While weight loss isn't a personal concern of mine, I know that many people have the goal of losing weight this time of year, and I fully support that. I think another thing to consider is what is another activity often accompanied by drinking? That would be eating. And not always the healthiest of foods. Many times we pair alcohol with snacks and greasy foods. I personally have never cracked open a, open a beer and thought, you know what would pair nicely with this lager? A beet salad. The fifth benefit is improved liver function. The liver, a vital organ responsible for detoxifying the body, can benefit greatly from a break from alcohol. Dry January provides the liver with an opportunity to repair and regenerate, leading to improved overall liver function. This, in turn, can have lasting benefits for long-term health. And the sixth benefit is positive lifestyle change overall. Participating in Dry January often prompts people to reassess their relationships with alcohol and establish healthier habits and boundaries. It can be a catalyst for long-term lifestyle changes, encouraging moderation and mindfulness in alcohol consumption, even after the month concludes. Now that we've considered some of the health implications around dry January, I'd like to consider the practice of abstaining alcohol through a biblical lens. So for Christians, which I myself am, and I know many of those who listen are, the Bible serves as our moral and spiritual guide, provides principles that we seek to apply to various aspects, really all aspects of our lives. And abstaining from alcohol is one such practice that we can implement to deny our flesh, embrace a sober mind, and press into God's presence. So let's look at some of those benefits, those spiritual benefits from abstaining from alcohol, or some of the biblical calls for us to do so. The first would be temperance and self-control. The Bible consistently emphasizes the importance of self-control and temperance. Proverbs 20 verse 1 states that wine is a mocker and beer a brawler. Whoever is led astray by them is not wise. This verse warns against the potential negative consequences of alcohol consumption and encourages believers to exercise self-discipline. The second call is avoiding stumbling blocks. The New Testament, particularly the writings of Paul, address addresses the concept of not causing others to stumble. In Romans 14.21, Paul advises, It is better not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything else that will cause your brother or sister to fall. Abstaining from alcohol can be seen as an act of love and consideration for others, ensuring that one's actions do not lead fellow believers into temptation or harm. And maybe you're like me and you have close relationships with those who are recovering alcoholics or maybe you've just struggled with drinking at times. I've seen firsthand the devastating impact that alcoholism has on the, the one who struggles, the addict, but also on those who love and care for that person. And my my mom is a recovering alcoholic and um, it's it's something that I know has been extremely hard on her, but it's also been hard for us to to witness and experience and just go through the various phases and seasons of that. 
but it is something that God is is able to bring deliverance and, and freedom in, and that is something that we we pray towards for sure. And I personally never want to be a stumbling block for anyone in this area. The next benefit is maintaining a clear mind. The Bible encourages believers to have a clear and focused mind. In 1 Peter 5, 8, Christians are advised to be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Abstaining from alcohol helps believers stay mentally alert, fostering spiritual discernment and resilience against the challenges of life and the schemes of the enemy. I can admit that there have been a handful of times where even after having one drink, you know, I, I, I lost some of my sobriety and I believe the devil used that as a foothold and either I was impatient with my kids or irritable towards my wife. It's almost like a switch flips and I lose some of that self-control that I otherwise would have. I don't respond as well to conflict or just annoying circumstances. Uh, I certainly never want to get out of hand in my temper or do or say anything that I can't take back all because I just wanted the to enjoy the liberty of having an adult beverage. The next call is to honor the body as a, as a temple of the, the living God. The Bible teaches that the body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. That's 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 6, 19-20. Abstaining from alcohol can be viewed as a way of respecting and preserving the sanctity of our body avoiding substances that may impair our judgment or our health. Certainly, if you are drinking to the extent of getting drunk or becoming physically unhealthy or obese, then you would be in violation of God's command to honor him with your body as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to him. The next point is an obvious one, avoiding drunkenness. The Bible unequivocally condemns drunkenness. Ephesians 5.18 states, Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. And I love how that verse gives us the alternative. Abstaining from alcohol is seen as a way to adhere to this biblical command and avoid the negative consequences associated with intoxication. And when we do empty ourselves of our flesh and its vices, we open ourselves up to a fuller experience of God's indwelling Spirit. Like that verse says, instead, be filled with the Spirit. It's an either-or proposition, really. Jesus says in Matthew 5, 6, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. While the Bible does not explicitly command total abstinence from alcohol, various passages provide principles and guidelines that many Christians interpret as reasons to abstain. These include the call for self-control, considering others, maintaining a clear mind, honoring the body as God's temple, and avoiding drunkenness. And ultimately, individual Christians must choose their own approach based on their interpretation of Scripture and their personal convictions. And I encourage you to be sensitive to God's leading in this area and to be very prayerful. Uh, For some of you, that's going to mean completely abstaining from alcohol, and that's great. For others, you may choose to responsibly enjoy an adult beverage in moderation. And that's also great. So as we bring this episode to a close, I'm excited to do Dry January. I've done, I've abstained from alcohol for for various times. I've even going an entire year before, but I'm looking forward to just starting the year off this way, Dry January. It's not merely a temporary challenge. I I think I'm approaching it as a holistic approach just to kickstarting a healthier, more mindful year and approach to life. 
And I, I think the benefits extend far beyond the immediate detox, influencing mental and physical well-being, fostering positive lifestyle changes, and setting the stage for a year of improved health and vitality. So as the calendar turns, or as we are just a, a week or so into the new year, I just want us all to consider the transformative power of embracing a dry January and really reap the rewards of a healthier, more balanced life. So I want to thank you for listening to this episode. Wherever you land on this topic, I just encourage you to be very prayerful. If you're a daily drinker and you go one day without it, I think you're going to experience some of the benefits that I've touched on in this episode. Again, I want to thank you for listening. I've been your host, Ryan, reminding you that you are the hero of your uncommon story. So go take uncommon action so that you can enjoy uncommon success. Thank you for listening to The Uncommon Podcast. If you have benefited from our show, I would ask you to follow, rate, and review, and share our show. And be sure to check out our website at theuncommon.com, where you can learn more about our mission, sign up for one of our live experiences, and take advantage of many resources that will empower you on your uncommon journey.